0: I've just been rejoicing uh, throughout this revival. I've been, I've been fed, um, and, and uh, uh, I guess you'd say carnally, we're all kind of tired. I know our evangelists have got to be, uh, got to be tired, but spiritually, I feel charged up. I really do, and I appreciate all that we've been able to see and feel during this week. And I'm glad it's not over yet. I'm glad today that uh, we're able to meet back here on this beautiful. Uh, Wednesday morning and uh, just worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. But before we go any further, uh, I'd like to ask Sister Pam Green if she would take us to the Lord in prayer. Good morning. Thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the
1: refreshment that you've our soul and spirit this week. Thank you, Lord, for these good people that are here. Friends that I love. Lord, you're an awesome God. I'm so grateful that you love me and you love everyone here.
0: Just be with us today, Lord, in this service. uh, Bring us back tonight, Lord. Just keep us safe. Amen. 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 evening. Let's be much in prayer for Brother Bobby. He'll be uh, starting tonight, (coughs) but Lord willing, done it all. We're praying for you, brother. But uh, I've got a few verses of scripture I'd like to read. I'm not going to take uh, very long. But um, the message last night stuck with me. And um, I never uh, really uh, heard that preached as, as, as well as it was on the, on the crucifixion and when what took place there. And uh, my mind went over here, if you want to turn into the book of John, Uh, John's Gospel, and uh, this is leading up to that time that he preached about last night, and uh, uh, in the the 19th chapter of St. John, uh, when Jesus was brought before Pilate, and uh, in the fifth verse, in the 19th chapter, uh, it reads like this. It says, Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priests therefore and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto unto them, Take ye him and crucify him. For I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that say, he was the more afraid. And he went again into the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speaketh thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee? And I have power to release thee. Jesus answered, thou couldst have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivered me unto thee hath a greater sin. And I'd like for you to pay close attention here to what Jesus, the, the answer that he, he gave Pilate. Thou couldst have no power at all against me except it were given thee uh, from above. And, uh, and, and, and we're very familiar with this passage, passage of scripture and, uh, and, and we can't help but believe that, that uh, Pontius Pilate uh, uh, wanted to release Jesus. He had all intention of releasing him and, uh, uh, and, and he was under a lot of pressure uh, from the people, uh, from the Jews, uh, to have Jesus crucified. And, and it amazed Pilate that uh, when he would try to get Jesus to defend himself, when he would give him opportunity uh, to defend himself or to say something, uh, the Bible teaches us that he didn't answer him a word. He didn't say anything. And, and uh, uh, Pilate reminded Jesus that, uh, don't you know that I have power to crucify you or I have power to release you. In other words, I believe what he was saying was, answer me, give some kind of answer uh, before me and this people that we uh, might release you. And I believe he he, he wanted to have him uh, released. But Jesus told him this. He said, that would have no power at all except it was given thee from above. And and uh, I want us to think about uh, that everything that we have today, saved people, lost people, people of the world whatever uh we are the power that we have today comes from above and and uh, we give a lot of times we give doctors a lot of credit and i'm glad we've got good <laughs> doctors and that, that 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 can figure out things and study things and find cures to some of our uh, diseases but uh i i i really love those doctors that will tell you that it comes from above, that without the help of God, without the hand of God, they can do, they can't do anything. So uh, uh, Jesus reminded Pilate here that he would have no power at all. Jesus, as it was mentioned last night in the message, he could have called a legion of angels to come down uh, and, and protect him and save him. Uh, But because it was God's will uh, that this be done, because it was the only way that you and I could have access uh, to the Lord, uh, this had to take place. And so uh, when you look around and and we look at our leaders today, and I know a lot of you get discouraged when you see some of our leadership in Washington, D.C., some of our uh, senators, some of the legislators, some of the uh, congressmen and decisions that are made, and we begin to get discouraged, and we think about all the power that they have, but actually, by the signing of a the law, uh, they can they can uh, change things in the United States of America by just making the signature on a law and by having a law uh, voted through. But I want you to understand today, don't get discouraged because the only power that they have is the power that's given by God, amen. And, and, and so, I pray every day, and uh, somebody said, preacher, you're wasting your time praying this. But I pray uh, when I get uh, I go to bed at night uh, and I talk to God, uh, I pray that uh, God will intervene uh, with our leaders, amen, with those that are trying to lead us in the wrong direction, those that are definitely making wrong decisions. It's not uh, rocket science uh, to figure out. That they're making some very poor decisions, and I'm not talking about all of them. I praise God for the, some leaders that we have uh, that are standing firm and trying to do what's right. But Brother Roger, I pray that God I will help them to see things as as God would have them to see it, and I know He can change the minds of men. Uh, but we're free moral agents to choose what we're going to do. And I pray that if these uh, men and women uh, elect not to try to go on the right path and make the right decisions, then I say, God, you're capable to put a roadblock in front of them. You're capable to stop them in their trap because the only power that they have is the power that's given from above. So today, uh, if you get discouraged, amen, and you look around at people of power and uh, people that seemingly can make all the decisions for our life uh, today, you just remember what Jesus told Pilate that he would have no power at all, amen, unless it was given him from above. So today I'm glad that that power comes from him. And I tell you, I'm concerned about our country, I'm concerned about our world, but I've got peace like a river, knowing that the King of kings, the Lord of Lords, Lord, has got the final say-so in everything that goes on. He wants us as his people He don't want us to stand on the sidelines and just take everything that comes along, but he wants us to stand firm, come vote in time. I believe he wants his people to get out and vote. He wants his people to do research and look and find who would be the best leaders, not only for president, but for all of our leaders, for our our country, state, county, everything that we do. Seek God's leadership in his guidance and pray that he will give them power to do the right thing and make the right decisions. I love him today and I hope Pilate realized and I believe that he did realize that the only power that he had came from the <coughs> I, I don't I don't think anything would have pleased Pilate more than if he could have convinced that mob to let Jesus go. But I've often said this and I don't mean this in another way, but Pilate was a politician. And, 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 and a lot of times politicians want to do what's popular with the people, what will keep them in office. And uh, he did what he thought was the only thing that he could do. But I love you today. I want us to go to meeting this morning. If you're here lost and undone without God, I'd love to see you find Jesus as you saved me this morning. If you're here and you backslid and you out of fellowship with him, or you just got troubles on you. I'm glad that this is a station that takes care of everything. I, I've got a friend of mine, an old man, he's a retired doctor. We, we trade bird dogs, some. And uh, I asked him, I said, what kind of doctor was you? And he said, I was the best guy. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, I was a general surgeon. He said, I did a little bit of everything. I delivered babies. He said, I mended broke bones. I did everything. I'm going to tell you, we're serving a God today that can do it all. He's a specialist in every problem that we have today. So I love you today. want you to testify if God puts a testimony on you. Amen. I'm glad of what we've already seen, but I want to see God work more in our little church. Pray for Brother Dustin. Love him. I appreciate him. You can tell he's been meditating and studying in the Word of God. You don't get up and preach like that unless you've been meeting with God and praying and studying. So I want you to pray for him if it falls his lot this morning uh, to break the bread of life and you pray for him. Go ahead.
2: Thank you for sharing, Brother Steve. You know thinking about that. um, Brother Dustin, thank you for the message that God led in his heart. I know I needed last night too. You know, we serve a wonderful great God. Why a dear friend he is. But you know, he's more than a friend, he's a savior. Yes. He is. He's a savior. And I asked you, you were speaking out there, this, these verses came to mind. I'm going to get both recent verses out of John. Chapter 15, verses 10 through
3: 17. You this is God speaking, or Jesus speaking here. If, if you keep my commandments, <laughs> you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments abideth in his love these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might be might remain in you and that your joy might be full this is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends ye are my friends whatsoever I command you, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what the Lord, his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends, for all things that I have not heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit shall should not remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Lord, of of the Father, in my name, he shall give it to you.
4: Uh,
3: These things I command you that ye love one another. You know that's a commandment from God. Yes. He, loved
2: he won't he the us to love each other and show that love to go out in the world and show others that god loves you i for you i'm on that cross for you What a friend of friends in having jesus look to page 341 341 everybody knows this. Trust in her. She's gonna let me down. She's gonna let me down. But tell the Lord, is never gonna let you down. Never, never. I'm gonna share a song, and and y'all, y'all probably, I know, have sung this a few times, but because of Jesus, I think we are who we are today. Because of Him, because of Him. This is the words of this song. i
5: almost a doctor here so our church is so very blessed and I am blessed David when I opened my eyes this morning I started praising Jesus for me being without pain and uh, I am just thrilled to be able to sit here and be able to enjoy church and the fellowship and the love
2: There we all. Amen. 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 There's nothing like this. No, nothing like this. God bless.
5: Well, he does on that
2: right? He does something right? funny. Yeah, we're we on Maryland and here, yeah, right. hey, we got here. i tell you, we got some wonderful talent yeah. in this yeah. yeah. We're so blessed. There's so many churches that don't even have a piano player. That's right. I know Brother Steve has been there in, in situations like that. He probably doesn't have too, But, you know, when you have people that can play the piano, play the instruments, you have, you, I mean, that's a big blessing. And we're so blessed to have one that we have. It's all the way right inside.
4: Oh, I just wrecked that song, but I feel a loiter. I feel a loiter. I feel a winner. Feel a winner. Yeah.
6: Feel a winner. Yeah. Well, the way it may seem different, I didn't know it. Did you? you didn't Something know it? No, right? so it all sounded good. Praise yeah. the Lord for it. I'm just kidding. Forgive me. No. <laughs> the truth is the truth. <laughs>
2: Forgive me, Bob. You cut you back through a little bit. Does <laughs> <laughs> anybody yeah. have in like to here before Brother Dustin talking it him? It's just been yeah. good to be here this morning. Yes. Yes. It's, it's good to be on the winning side. That's for sure, sure.
3: Brother, Brother Wayne, I, I'd like to say that I really appreciate what Brother Dustin has preached this this week. Amen. But he, he talked about the churches that are, are just, you know, feel good and, and everything, you know, name it and claim it, and then the other end of that, um, uh, the real dogmatic and, and, but that, that scripture, Jesus calls us to love one another, and, um, and what liberty there is, of uh, the, uh, Levitical law put a, a big strain on on men that uh, to dole that out evenly and we see what kind of a mess they made of it but liberty of, of grace is that the uh, the punishment on this side is not in our hands anymore um, we're just called to love one another and love the father uh, and you know, uh, Christ took the uh, ten commandments down to two, and, and uh, and I there's so much liberty in that, and and so much grace in that, and and I just want to praise his name today,
2: amen. We have him so much to pray before. You know, you know, brother Steve was so blessed to have a pastor, brother Steve, and brother Bobby, and, <coughs> and, this, and these three men I appreciate them very much, you know, and, and, the, and some of the messages that it's, it's brought to me, I mean, it hurts. Some of them hurts because, you know, I, I need that hurt. <laughs> that brings you back to perspective. You know, but I've been in a lot of services. Called. Well, I've been a lot of services. I've them feel-good services. Everybody's I mean, you can call it an cream service. You can run <coughs> a little aspirin on a little place and eventually it's going to wire off. But, you know, I appreciate these three men right here, how well, they preach that's the, the Word I'm of God. Sure and we're so blessed to have folks up in here doing what god has asked them to do not to get up here and preach something that we want to hear and make us feel good they preach the truth and that if you ain't preaching the truth you're not preaching so i appreciate y'all very much but anyhow we get rather dustin you come monday
1: morning uh sister maggie uh requested a song old time power and i told her uh some things that made me think of um, long ago. Um, my, I have a brother. For those of you don't that don't know, I have a brother named Michael. He's eight years older than I am, and he married by a piano teacher. And they went to church at Pine Grove, and he was the representative to the association. And uh, he would go, and you know, that's there that was just a, all the representatives from the churches in the association, and some pastors and. And they would sing a song to start with and nobody knew how to play the piano and uh, <laughs> connie had taught michael to play one song it was old time power and every uh, quarter when they met they sang that song because that's the only song michael knew how to play and so i called him Monday afternoon and i told him i so, said michael i've been thinking about you today and i told him what had happened and he said you know the rest of the story <laughs> I said, "Well, yes, I, I don't. That's all I know." Oh, so, uh, he left Pine Grove to pastor at Macedonia, and uh, he said there was uh, a lady that came to church there. Um, she had a husband that was uh, well known in the community, but not for good things. He was rough and and mean. And uh, so he decided that he was going to go visit him one day and invite him to church. And uh, he said, I got at the door and knocked on the door. And he said it was your screen door. And uh, he said there was a rough voice that said, it's open, come in. So he went in and sat down and talked to him for a little while. And then he said, uh, Brother Franklin, this is Terry's daddy. He said, um uh, We'd love to have you at church. And he said, I tell you what, preacher. He said, there's a pen over there. If you'll go play me one song, he said, I'll come to church. <laughs> 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 mom said he got up, went and played the song. And he got up and he said, okay, you owe me a visit. And he came to church and he got saved. Amazing. You never know how God's going to use That's us. Right. And we need to be ready. That's right.
4: Here. See,
6: Brother Wayne, that's, that's how God glories. That, uh, you're not going to have glory in anything without grace. That's why, God, that's why we glorify God. because His grace allowed Him to make a way for us when there was no way. It's His love for us that we glory in. And it's His love for us. If we commit ourselves to Him, how then His glory will shine again and again and again in our lives. Through His grace and mercy, whether it be on us or using us to reach somebody else, I love those kind of stories, brother. Oh, man. I do because God is glorified because of the the only reason we glorify God is because of His love. That's right. He is love. We wouldn't understand love without Him, and Amen. I'm just thankful this morning to be a part of the service. Amen. Me too.
2: Amen. Thank you for sharing, Brother Justin. He's coming. Help him more. God for right. Brother Justin. John chapter 3.
6: I think your Bible's right.
7: probably the most commonly, pre- well, one of the most commonly preached out of chapters in the scripture. I'm of the opinion that from the first verse all the way down to about the 21st is the same conversation with Nicodemus. And we want to stop that conversation with Nicodemus at the being born again scriptures. But I believe Christ goes beyond that. You notice Nicodemus asking in the ninth verse, how can these things be? And what we see is Jesus is answering him about the plan of salvation. Uh I want to look at the 14th verse. And I do want to take most of my thought from the 16th, John 3, 16. But if you read the 14th, you get the idea of where the Lord is going with this. He's going to the idea of this as being born again as possible because of the Savior that is going to die on the cross to give me an eternal life. <coughs> and the, eighth, excuse me, the 14th verse, <coughs> And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness... because he hath not believed on the name of the only begotten Son of God. And I want to look back at the 16th verse. And y'all mentioned love a good bit this morning. And I want to preach about the thought about measuring God's love. Measuring God's love. Now we we think and we see that and that is impossible to do to our physical mind. But if you read the 16th verse, Jesus is trying to tell uh, Nicodemus just how much God loves him and expound on that and it show us how much God loves mankind. We see that. First, we've got to talk about what kind of love we're talking about here, right? For the God so loved the world. There's two kinds of love in the Bible, right? There's a brotherly mm-hmm. love that's between brothers, and then there's one that, for lack of a better term, I'll call it unconditional. That it has no conditions whatsoever, but that's not even appropriate to describe it. We love our children, these little kids, unconditionally. Do anything for them, give them anything, go to every length for them. But they deserve it. They're our children. We, they are ours. We should love them. But the idea behind this love in the Bible is that it is unconditional, unwarranted, unmerited toward people that don't deserve it. See, that's what we have no parallel in the human mind for that whatsoever pick out the worst prisoner down in the worst prison in the country and that would be like you giving your life and loving them that's beyond our comprehension we cannot fathom that but that is the kind of love we're talking about here that god loved us unconditionally while we were yet sinners while we did not deserve it god loved us that much for god so loved the world In the Bible and in the English language, "so" is used two different ways. Right? One time, it's a conjunction that connects two thoughts. Uh, For as the appointed of man wants to die, and after this the judgment, so Christ was offered to bear the sins of many, putting those thoughts together. But sometimes it's used as an adjective to tell you how much, how big it is. We use it like that today. That hurts so bad, right? Hit your thumb with a hammer. Hurts so bad. A whole great big amount. I love you so much. We still use it that way. That's what the idea here is. For God so loved the world. This great, huge, monstrous amount of love. God loved us so much. Now, how much? How much is what I want to look at in this scripture. How much? How do we measure? How do we fathom? How do we put our minds around how much God loves the world? We see in this scripture, and this is beautiful here, we see the width, length, and high, all given out to us in this 16th verse. For God so loved the world. How do you measure how much, how do you measure God's love, well, how wide is it? How, how wide does it go? Who all does it possibly include? Who all is put in to this great, big, wonderful, marvelous love of God? For God so loved the world. Amen? Amen. There's three meanings for world in the Greek language. One of them is this present creation. That is what it's talking about, Brother Michael. One of them is this present age. That ain't what it's talking about. But one of them is the whole of humanity. Amen. God so loved the whole of humanity. Every single individual from the beginning of time until now, the best to the worst, the least to the greatest, God loved them so much he gave his son for them. That's pretty wild. That's wide enough to include every single person. Yes. Amen. We're dealing today, and y'all, y'all will see it soon if you haven't already, an absolute foolish doctrine of this predestination Calvinism creep back in our churches. And they're either, and I'm just going, then y'all may y'all may Y'all behind the and I'm gonna tell you what they are. They're either so smart they ain't got walking around sins, or they're pseudo intellectuals that want to sound smart, one or the other. And they'll take that word and they'll try to say that that only is talking about the elect, that God only loved the elect, that Christ only died for the elect. That is absolute, complete heresy. Christ died for the sins of the whole world. God loved the whole world enough. He gave his son for the whole world. You can't take the word world and make it be anybody else. It never means the elect. It never, listen, it never has a single good thing about it. This present world, look at the 18th verse. He that believeth not is condemned already. So unless you were born believing, you were in this state of condemnation. And that's exactly right. You and I were enemies of the Lord Jesus Christ. We were aliens in the the commonwealth of Israel. We were strangers. We were sinners. We were without hope. But God loved the world so much. Sometimes we want to put, put a... Or coach and tighten them up and say, oh, I'm a good person. I go to church. I've been saved for 30 or 40 years. Let me tell you something. Without the, Sister Maggie said it, without the grace of God, there would be you. Out in any kind of sin this world possibly has right. gotten today, you would be there. And God loved you anyways. It was wide enough that it included me. That's how wide the grace of God is. In my falls and my failures and my weakness and my sin, God loved me enough for the precious Son to die on Calvary. That's how wide the grace of God is. It is so wide that every single person is included in it. Well, how long is it? How far does it go? How far did God go with His great love? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. The 14th verse has already showed us what was in the mind of Christ. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And y'all remember that story, don't you? They? they made a brazen serpent, put it on pole, and lifted it up. And Christ is using it as a type of the cross. How far did God go To show us his love. How far did God go to give us his love? He went so far as to send his only begotten son to this world to die for the sins of man. That's there. But there's other stuff that's bigger than that there too. The only begotten of the Father. Yes. That ain't got nothing to do with birth order or the firstborn. That's talking about the precious one. The special one. Amen. He went so far not to give us the second best, not to come up with a maybe that'll work. Or he could have said, if y'all can do those laws and rituals right there, y'all can go to heaven. And we'd have been out of luck. But God loved us so much. He gave the very best heaven hand, the lily of the valley, the bride and morning star, the precious holy one in his sight. He spared not his only begotten son to show the love of God to us that we might access it and it might come to me and you. That's how far he went. But it goes beyond that. You see, it's not just the dead Savior we serve. It wasn't just a dead sacrifice. He gave him to us. But he also shared him with us that today he walks with me and he talks with me Amen. Today I have a relationship. I read about that yesterday, didn't I? That your fellowship may be with us. And truly our fellowship with God. And our fellowship is with his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That the precious one of heaven, you and I can know. You and I can fellowship with. You and I can walk with. That's how far God went. Amen. How high does it go? How high is the love of God? For whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have Everlasting life. Well, look at the, 17th, uh, the, the 15th verse. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So, how far, how's the height of this precious love of God here? I don't want to get too technical, but there is just about, yea, much difference in the word eternal and the word everlasting. Hell is referred to as everlasting, that means it's forever. That ain't complicated. But eternal means there's a quality to it, too. Heaven, life, is referred to as eternal life. Look it up, y'all don't believe me. It's there. Everlasting is hell. Everlasting can be good, but it can be bad, too. I mean, think about everlasting in this body. That's bad. Think about everlasting in a lake that burns a fire and brimstone. That's bad. But when it says eternal, it's talking about being lifted up above this. Yes. Amen. How high? How high does the love of God reach? <laughs> Reaches to the deepest pits of sin. The miry clay is what David said. All the way up to the solid rock. He reached down one day to just a common little old boy in Northeast Mississippi. And one of these days, he's going to lift me up, and I'm going to plant my feet on streets of gold and walk in his presence. That's how high the love of God goes. It goes from the depths of sin to the heights of heaven. Thank God it lifts up unworthy sinners and makes us fit for the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. There's a difference coming. And it's all because of the love of God and what he's done for us. Again, don't want to be too creative here. We understand there's length Width and there's height, right? And this is over my head. But there are physicists that say that there's four dimensions, right? That time is the fourth dimension. God covered that one too. Eternal, everlasting. Yes. Scripture says that faith, hope, and charity, which is this kind of love I'm talking about, they will abide. But the greatest of these is charity. In my feeble little mind here, based on the end inside, I'm going to possess what I've hoped for, but the love of God will last for all eternity. That's the fourth dimension. It's not something I have now to be done with when I get to heaven, but it's something I have now, and I'll possess as long as eternity rolls. I believe it is not like that, Tom. That glad reunion day, said said, we'll be basking in the love of Jesus. Be so bright. You know, you walk out and feel the sun shining on. That's kind of how I feel the love of God will be when we get to that place. Mm-hmm. We feel it shining on us for the body. And we'll bask in the love of Jesus for all eternity. Amen. It's going to last a long time, too. Sure. It's going to take us a whole lot higher than we are now. But it's going to last as long as eternity runs. Amen. And I read this. And I read one limit to it. Do you not? The only thing I can see that limits this. Whosoever believes, believes. God loves you so much, but you must accept that love. And i probably preach it to save people. But doctrinal wise, I mentioned the other day the second greatest lie of the modern church. In my opinion, the greatest lie of the modern church is God's love is enough to save you. And that's not true. The death of Christ is what saves you. And your faith in that. God loves the whole world. Loves everybody. He loves the souls that are going to hell. I'm satisfied. He loves them. He loves them. But they have rejected. They're condemned already. And because of the rejection of the sacrifice of Christ, they've rejected the love of God. They have not believed. And they're lost. And that's the only limitation I can see to it. Is that do you believe it? Do you possess? speaker about it. Thank God. It's a great, big, undescribable, unimaginable love this morning that was wide enough to include me in you. For the one who gets a song ready this morning. And you stand together.
8: E ah.